Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike, we got Max, we got Shane, and for the second week in a row, mm-hmm. we're all together. Me, Shane, Max, Ash is here. I'm pumped. So pumped. Yeah. Um, guys, we have a lot to discuss, a lot of catch up on. Lots going on. Um, what are you looking at me like that for? You look like I just looked at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Party last night, Max. No, I oh, had okay. a great night's sleep. Actually, oh, okay. I did get oh, my good. vaccine and... A flu shot. So maybe oh, that's okay. why I look funny. Booster number four. I think I'm on five. Oh, wait. It was a five? Holy shit. Yeah, yes. We're just, me and Ash were just wow. talking about this. Do you have four I've yet? heard of being liberal, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know anyone who actually has five I boosters. I think I'm on the fifth. That's insane. Listen, do you have four yet, Shane? No. I know. I feel like I'm, I'm behind. We're all going to get fucking sick over the holidays. I don't even now. know if I got my third. <laughs> I'm just like, I did the perfunctory amount where I couldn't uh-huh. be like on the right, but uh-huh. I'm like, kind of like, you know. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm the face of the vaccine, as we know. I know. You know people, uh, people in Alberta think of me as like Mr. Vax, so I got to mm-hmm. like live up to my reputation. Because when, <laughs> when I saw the, um, you did a post about it mm-hmm. or an Instagram story, you're like vaxxed and happy or something. Yeah. I thought you meant the flu vaccine. Well, that was that too oh wow. I got both. Yeah. you really shove a thousand up your ass eh <laughs> <laughs> no i got flu vax and the booster one on one wow. on each arm but speaking of my reputation mm-hmm. you know um i was at a bar like on, on the weekend it was like one in the morning it's like this crowded basement bar and some guy comes up to me he's like hey man how's your tour i'm like pretty good he's like you get around using gas <laughs> did you get around using gas i'm like huh he's like yeah that's what i thought all right. 
fuck you and then walked away no way and i guess you could because we've mm-hmm. like maybe at some point been a part of like a signatory thing like about environmental like, like environmental uh-huh. like pipeline i forget yeah. what honestly it was a few years ago there was like, an, <laughs> like and it, it seemed important at the time we had good information to put our name on the thing and then you know because our kels are big dogs like it's like signatories include and they just like list us first Top of the list, yeah. and i Probably couldn't even tell you what the thing was, but I guess this guy's from Alberta or something and was all about it's it. their livelihood. I, I, but wait, you, you use too much gas or not enough? No, that I guess I was against. He's he, a hypocrite because he signed an environmental thing, probably mm-hmm. saying to lessen gas you somehow, whatever yeah. the initiative yeah. was. But their livelihood also depends on using gasoline to yeah. get around. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the old, like, um, <laughs> celebrities use private jets. Like, Leo, Leo DiCaprio flies places, but he's a big environmentalist. Yeah. There's, like, a hypocrisy there mm-hmm. that proponent, yeah. or, uh, you know, people that are against, I guess, but environmental every, issues. every week it changes, you know? It's like, uh, now they're saying electric's bad. What? Electric is- Stop they're, it. They're saying electric is bad for the environment. How? And the uh, generators that make the electric cars work ah. are actually creating a bunch of problems. This is the new thing. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that, I read a very damning article. This was earlier in the year about tote bags. And I guess like, because like a tote bag, like to make a tote bag takes a lot of water Mm -hmm. and all the water or something. It's like worse than like, so basically to get the environmental usage uh, to like a good amount uh, with tote bags, you need to use it for like 120 years. And if you lose the tote bag, that's as like bad as using like 10,000 plastic bags at the grocery store or something. So basically use the tote bag, but make sure you use it for minimum 90 years. Otherwise you're fucking up. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on that yeah. to use the tote bag. I'd like to think since it's so durable, if you do lose it, someone else can find it and then they can go on their you tote think bag journey. using secondhand tote bags? I don't know. Yeah, I apparently the, they're very durable to the, last the years. The industry, though, is causing environmental problems, is right. my point. Yeah, yeah so that's w- what it is. I think everything's a fad. Like, you know, you read like, eat two eggs a day and you'll be healthy forever. And then it's like, no more eggs, cholesterol, or yeah. have a glass of wine after dinner. That's good. And then it's like, oh, now you're in trouble for other reasons. Has sugar come back around yet to good? <sighs> it, it may, though. Mm. So that's why what Max <laughs> signed two that. years ago was probably good then, but it might be bad now. I was talking to Dan Hamilton. He had his like third nap of the day before noon i was like is this something you read in like some scientific health study because he's very he's up on the scientific health studies to an insane degree he's like the king of fad diet he was like eating like raw meat like a dog for like (laughs) a year straight did i ever tell you this or when i bumped into him on the street and i was like dan you look great what's your secret and he sent me this crazy (laughs) list of things like 28 raw eggs and like upside down sit-ups i was like well okay this is like not manageable like at all That's literally yeah. what it was. Did he send you a video of his upside down sit-ups? No, yeah, I was, was just like exaggerating. Wall, yeah. you no, know, he was he was doing upside down sit-ups. But yeah, he was also he was like, yeah, man, 18, 18 raw eggs in a smoothie. It's delicious. Delish. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. So okay, so this guy, you're in this bar, it's one yeah. in the morning, you've had a few he's drinks. He's like six foot five, this dude, too. He's scary. You're confronted at first, you think maybe it's a fan. He's yeah, like the ginger tour. He he did a switcheroo on mm-hmm. you, which is kind of bold. So then he puts you in your place. Uh-huh. What does what does Max Kerman do at 1 a.m. when it's like, oh fuck, that was like a real life heckle in my face. In my face, yeah. It was kind of on one one hand, I was like, kind of props. I was like, you know, good for you. You you know, you see the guy, you know, you're not just a keyboard warrior. You see me in real life, you say your piece and you walk away. If he like pushed me or something, you know, I might've been a little more offended, but I was like, oh man. He'd be dead right now if he did that. <laughs> He'd be dead? Yes. Or, oh. I'm what? joking because, <laughs> because I'm, so I'm, I'm saying you could beat this six foot five <laughs> man up. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, I obviously couldn't. But see, I don't respect it because he's six five. Because he knows he could bully mm-hmm. you. That a comment like that isn't as cool. Mm. If he was the keyboard warrior who was like 110 pounds, five mm-hmm. seven, and went went up to you and said that, I'd respect it. Yeah, but because he's just like uh, the kind of guy that could be a bruiser at a bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not saying that to Shaq. No, that's true. That's true. He's not giving Shaq a hard time. No, but Shaq hasn't signed any environmental packs. You don't know that. He'll put his name on anything. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's uh, true. You know, did you feel for a moment like many uh, a polarizing figure in our society? Like, did you feel like Fauci maybe feels mm. out in public? Yeah, for a minute. But it also just reminded me of like how bad my memory is. Like, I don't remember like anything I do like <laughs> ever. I'm Wait, like, what did I say? Because I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, huh? I, uh, do you think oh, all the yeah. vaccines are taking away from your memory? But anyway, it's nice to be back here, boys. And I, we left the last episode uh, going to the ACAST Christmas party. Fact. Yes. And I was thinking about, and you guys have more experience working in more formal work settings, but <laughs> I, right? Yeah, you guys yeah. worked in an office. Yeah, of course. You, you change looking of. at me like I'm a crazy person. Like, Well, it's not that formal. Here? Yeah, but it's more formal than my job. I should say. True. That's what I mean. More formal than me. And I think um, that every time you work, you get a new job. There needs to be an open bar event, like in the first week. Actually, before Mm -hmm. you even start, Mm -hmm. you should go to an open bar event with your colleagues because I think the camaraderie and the friendships that you make at an open bar event really will set the tone. So you tend to like the the people that much more when you are seeing them in the stale old boring office place on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Because I'll say this because you know when we went in to have the the meeting with with the team with Sophia and Yael and Rob and uh, and you know we were it was a very nice formal meeting, but we were a little uptight. It was like a Tuesday afternoon or whatever it was. was. crushing those fancy donuts. Well, yeah, they, they brought in some nice donuts, which was nice. But I was like, I don't think I really got a feel for them. But after the party. Yeah. Now I feel like they're our best friends. Yeah, I could go to war with them. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you want to ex- explain kind of what we walked into, Mike? Like, yeah. Okay. No, it was great. We, 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 we were all very excited. You heard on the last episode sort of the... We're about to go. Well, we went. We mm-hmm. all went to the the the, the, the <laughs> office. Uh, the five of us: Max, myself, Shane, and Nathan and Ash. And uh, you know, you walk in, and it was kind of a. Fe- it was early, right? So it was like yeah. maybe like five forty-five. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like people are feeling each other out. The lights are all really lights bright. are real bright. Mm-hmm. You're getting introduced. People, Rob, right away is like, "What's everybody drinking?" You know, he comes uh-huh. around and he makes sure everybody's sort of taken care of. But it kind of felt formal. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, maybe we'll hang here for a drink or two. And well, well the second we walked in. There was a big wig introduction. Uh-huh. Mm. I can't have a big wig introduction when I walk in. Oh. I need to be like three drinks deep for the big wig. Because oh. the big wigs, I don't like authority figures. So uh-huh. it was like, here's the head of, I don't know, the CEO of whatever company. And oh, I was, was like, it Mike Lawless from Apple? Yes. Yeah. So I don't like the the nicest guy ever, by the way. Still, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) I need the lower wing people and then gradually work up. Humble down to earth guy. Anyway, but yeah. (laughs) He was intimidating to me. (laughs) Was he? Was he big dogging you? I just, whatever. I was like, I don't know what to say to these big wigs who make all this money and stuff. So I kind of like pick and rolled around (laughs) him and just went to the lower, like, employees. Your people. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's the way I uh, eased into the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But you hung out with him for quite a while, it seemed like. Yeah, I can hang with, I Mm -hmm. like talking to you. You like big wigs i find and I you're do. good with big wigs yeah i do but i also then like coming down and playing beer pong yeah. with the mm-hmm. people like me you know what i mean yeah it's true you're good with any type of wig i guess i like to i like to <laughs> I, yeah i like to um be able to move between worlds if you could only hang with big wigs yeah. all night at a party or only hang with like average people yeah. who would you hang with a great question 
I do like the big wig hang because you usually learn something mm-hmm. and they're usually fascinating people, mm-hmm. you know, like yes. in, in the way that they, they can be a little quirky or weird or whatever. And, and it's kind of interesting, but I'm less putting on a version of myself when I'm just hanging mm-hmm. with like, mm-hmm. you know, my level. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I feel, I think the seat, like I've we talked about the pop before the trick to sort of like hanging out with like whatever is act like yourself and you don't know them. Like they're mm-hmm. like, they're just a bartender at the ballroom. Like I try to like, ha- I try to keep the same energy I would have in that situation as I would have with like anybody. The problem I- with me is you're, you're trying. It's like, right. don't think of the elephant in the room. Just don't. And then you, all you think about is how you're trying to act like something. For me, that's very hard. Yeah. My strategy is just ask any, any bold question to them. Yeah. Like, and, and if you can get into their personal life, even better. Cause that was my favorite part about the, the thing that kind of launched into the hang. And there's always that sweet spot when you're on like drink two and a half, three, where yeah. things start to really make sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then we were just talking about Rob, Rob was telling us about his like, personal life. How he used to be into skateboarding and like where like this apartment that he used to share with another guy. It was just like, it was great storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think the fun part about it was, I think some of his staff were learning a bunch of stuff about yeah. Rob, but it's because we kept on asking him more of, Hey, cause whenever you get into your personal life stuff and you can share a little bit about what you're going through, then the floodgates really open. Yeah. And Rob's good at dropping bombs too. He'll just like <laughs> s- slip something in. I was like, huh? It's like, Fine. Yes. I said it. And then he'll get into like, <laughs> like extrapolating on it. So he was really good at uh, conversation. He, 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 a, a, an awesome host. And, and also they were really sort of like shoving drinks down our throat too. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, well, have another, have another, have another. We d- it did really feel <laughs> like, you know, like when the Beatles in the get back movie, it's mm-hmm. like, they kind of like, they work together and then they bring in Billy Preston yeah. and everything kind of changes. It felt like we were the Billy mm-hmm. Preston yeah. being introduced into their environment. And like, then the collective energy sort of changes. It's like anything. Yeah. I'm going to be so bold to say they needed us more than we needed them. <laughs> I'm going to be so bold to say, I don't even really know what ACAST is. Still. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, hey, ACAST is more than, you know, just something you put on your arm when you break it. It was like, we're a family. And I was like, we are? I was like, I I don't even know what happens here. No, it it was amazing. And and then, well, so it's like we're hanging out and, you know, everybody's starting to warm up and, and like Rob is being, the drinks, everybody's just being so cool about, you know, hosting us and it's awesome. And they're like, uh, uh, we're, we're playing beer pong. They had like a games thing, like sort of like collegiate games or games you play in university or college or whatever. And so we play, we ended up playing beer pong Mm -hmm. and I think like there's nothing like competitive activity like in a group mm-hmm. for team building yeah. that just brings everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, so Shane and Max and Ash were on a team mm-hmm. with other members of ACAST. Yeah. And then I was on a team with ACAST and it came down to the final cup. Mm-hmm. But didn't you feel like that was when the party really sort of like, you yeah, know, we're going to another level here. Yeah, for sure. And you had a couple ringers. You're the one really good sharpshooter and the one <laughs> yes. like, college age woman. Yeah. So she was she like was two years removed from, from exact, university. She was a pro. And yeah, that she like, played a lot of beer pong. Sometimes like <laughs> true. competitiveness brings up the Western worst too, in me. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So, and I try to like joke, like, what are you doing? You idiot. But I'm like trying to keep it on the joking <laughs> side, but sometimes my tone is perfect. I'm screaming at yeah. the bad players. You did all the this time. during flip cup, Shane. I know during exactly. flip cup, yeah. but I'm like, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I'm really mad because I want to win. And I'm, I'm like the second worst player on my team. Too, so it's like, I'm a hypocrite too. Yeah. But yeah, great bonding. Great time. Uh, do you feel like we're family at ACAST now? I do. I feel close to them. I don't know why. Like, I don't know how we're going to work together again, but I hope we do. Yeah. Oh, we are. We are. They're I, the distributing platform that are going to bring us all the money and the listeners. 
Good. <laughs> That's good. Yes. But I just like, are we going to meet again ever again? Yeah. yeah. I think, I think we'll go by their office anytime. We'll, okay. Good. We'll go for drinks yeah. But my favorite part too is, um, speeches, you know, speeches at the end of the yes. night oh, yes. was just awesome because basically Rob made an impassioned speech about, you know, the, the, the thing they're building over there and then kind of like passed the mic to you, Mike, and you <laughs> had to make a speech <laughs> well, as well. He said, didn't pass it to Mike. He opened the floor to us. Like oh. any, it was almost like expected that we were supposed to say something. So I'm like, okay, Mike, Mike or Max, who's going to do this? Because I'm just moonwalking out of the situation. <laughs> but then Mike confidently and happily just like gave a speech. Like, was, do you remember your speech? Oh, yeah. Well, what I, was your speech? Well, like the contents of this. So uh, Rob gave a speech like to his team. Mm-hmm. Like they all work together. Mm-hmm. They've got this like, and I've, I've we, Shane and I work in a, a somewhat corporate slash creative <laughs> way, environment. Just for context, they did invite other guests. Yeah. Like, i.e. like the head of Apple Music totally. and podcasting. So they had other partners that were there. But we were the only ones that stuck around. So by the end yeah. of it, it was just like the four of us. Oh, it's for the five of us. Nathan was there yeah. too. Shout out to Nathan who put on his party hat, which is great. And their team. So we're there for the at the point where Rob makes the speech to the team. You yeah, know, like we this, just like, happened to be standing around. It's been a great year. It's going to be a great future. You know, he gives this really great speech. But And so it's like, cool. And then like Shane says, so then it kind of opens up and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Somehow, <laughs> I guess I was the guy that was ready to make the speech. But I kind of just was like... I, I sort of emulated Rob's speech, sort of explaining like, well, we're happy to be part of the family mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great future. And But then some music started playing. And I, so my joke was, is, is Rob playing me off like uh, the Oscars? Yeah, that was funny. Because I looked over and yeah. Rob was, but I think he was getting something set up on his uh-huh. phone or whatever. But essentially I just kind of gave like uh, the, the raw, raw speech mm-hmm. that I've seen in a, a bunch of different sort of like uh, places, but it, it seemed to work. No, people no, loved it. it. Good, and, yeah. yeah. And I think like, it was so fun to be there because we just haven't been to uh, like a work holiday event in two years. Like, I don't, I like, don't think, I don't I think it's gotta be the first holiday party we've been to like court, like, you know, like. Yeah. For sure. A situation like that since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been to one? You and Ash? No, no. Um, but then the night didn't stop there, guys. No. We, well, Maxie's always got another party up his sleeve. Yeah. And I'd just like to point out for our listeners, I don't know if you if you recall from the last episode, but you were kind of soft on like, are you hanging out tonight? You're like, I just got back from New York. Mm-hmm. I, and I didn't know. I didn't know if you were going to actually mm-hmm. be in for the night. But you, you got your second wind. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, you know, you guys in Toronto not having to rush back to Hamilton, you know, that's a big deal. So I was like, all right, we got to make this good. So a friend of ours who, who owns an advertising agency down on Queen Street invited me to the, this party. And I was like, we should go to this other party. And that's kind of the fun thing about when you work in entertainment, you can kind of like bullshit your way into like any of these kinds of events. Cause like no one really knows who anybody you is. Can bullshit your I way can in. do that too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but also it's like, the, are you a client? Are you a brand? Yes, do you work exactly. in an agency? There's all these people with like bullshit made up jobs that just can kind of like waltz into the things. So then uh, we went there and it was, and it was quite an elaborate event. Like, uh, you know, this is, uh, you there was know, a the, guy yeah. in full Jim Carrey Grinch makeup. It was yeah. the most <laughs> impressive Grinch costume to the point where it was like it was like impressive but kind of disturbing and he really embodied the character oh, he was being rude <laughs> i was i was thinking is this this and then because he like i went to go in the room and he told me get out go go but he was like serious and then i was like oh this is the grinch is that's how the grinch would act so he was just he was wasn't being mean he was being the grinch okay yeah did you interact with the grinch at all? i did a little bit and he was taking photos with people mm-hmm. uh people seem to love him oh was yeah. he nice to you I don't think. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, he was there. They had like all these different food stations. There was like open bar. And what we ended up doing was we invited the ACAST people. 
Cause you just say like, just come to this thing. Mm -hmm. And then an hour later, uh, they all showed up and then we like continue to party and it was kind of amazing. It was awesome. But you, so, so I'm fascinated from your point of view. Mm -hmm. So you have this friend at the agency, I think he owns the agency, right? So he's who invited us, Scotty, Scotty. And, uh, and so then it's like, you already bring like plus four, Uh you know what I mean? Uh And then you invite like another five people (laughs) from the the last, (laughs) so now we're sitting at a plus 10. Uh Do you, do you ever have any sort of like, oh, maybe I'm, or are you like, I'm fucking max and nobody cares. Nobody yeah, usually the latter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also kind of, I feel like once you get to that point of the night, like as long as it's not like a fire code issue, it's like, no one gives a shit. Yeah. You know, no one cares at that point. It's all fake money. You know, um, <laughs> who is the guy with like the longer hair? Was he the owner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of no one knowing anyone, I feel like. He like he was bringing me white Russian drinks. Oh yeah, he did that. He was being very hospitable. Was and very I was nice. like, oh, why is he so nice to me? Uh, but everyone thinks I'm in Arkells. Everyone. Oh, yeah. So like people are like I love your band. And all that. I was like, well, you don't love it that much. Like you know. Like, so who do people think I am? Is it Nick? They must think I'm Nick. Or is it a combination of Nick and Mike D? Yeah, probably a combo. Amalgam of yeah. like three people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I got that a lot that yeah. night. How did it feel? Weird. Yeah. You liked it a little bit. Not really. I, I just wish they liked me for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that, I look really good tonight. Like, I'd like that to be the reason. Uh-huh. But yeah, fame, I guess, is intoxicating, though, because I did feel a little bit more pep in my step. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you start out by correcting people like, no, no, I'm not in the band. But yeah. then by the end of the yes, night, you're like, oh, I give the speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started the band. Yes. Uh, you just reminded me of something where you're like, I want to be known, like, I want them to like me for me. I saw yeah. a clip today of Snoop Dogg talking about uh, Nipsey Hussle. Have you guys seen this clip? No. We're basically, I guess when they were making Straight Outta Compton, the movie a few years ago, they wanted Nipsey to play Snoop mm. and mm. They, they reach out, they can't get a hold of Nipsey Hussle. So they reach out to Snoop and they're like, we really want Nipsey Hussle to play you in the movie for that scene that he's in or whatever. And Snoop's like, okay, I'll reach out to him because he likes the idea. So Snoop reaches out. He's like, I got to talk to you, man. So Nipsey comes over to the house, he says, and Snoop is like, they want you to play me. He's like, I love the idea. He's like, you're down. And Nipsey's like, with all due respect, he's like, I can't do that because if I play you, all anybody will think of when they see me is you mm-hmm. and I need to be known for me. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, with all due respect. Yeah. And Snoop was like blown away and he called back to producers and he's like, you got to find somebody else. Like, oh, he's wow. not doing it. Yeah. So if someone asked you to be Nick and, or Mike in the biopic. Well, I, it's an do? interesting thing because the guy who played Snoop in that movie went on to have an amazing career. <laughs> like he went on to be in Atlanta and yeah. he's just has a full like oddly i can't remember his name right now but he has, do you know who i mean i don't know i didn't see uh oh he's in get out oh. um yeah it's a big actor not like 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 oh yeah he Stanfield. yes he played fucking he snoop, played snoop in he did. Compton? Oh, yeah. interesting. and huh. that changed his life oh damn that's wild but N- nipsey's a rapper too though so then it's like if you're playing another rap like he's not anyway it's kind of mm-hmm. it, it, i understand where he was coming from yeah. But RIP. Would have helped his career. So you. the question for you, would I like to play Nick in a mm-hmm. movie? No, I want to be, the, I want to be you. <laughs> that would be cool. Like if I did a good job embodying you. That'd be cool. You'd mm-hmm. probably be, I'd love to see you do me. Yeah. In a movie. We'd have to get you. Do, do a max impression right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I get, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Is that how I sound? Yeah. It's a lot of like that stuff, isn't it? Or am bit. I wrong? Yeah. Well, yeah. And enthusiasm. But yeah, the it's gay yeahs are necessary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole, it's more of like, it's less what you're saying and how you're saying it. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like the skits, but like, is, is farting, yeah. is there a bit too much farting? Yeah. Do we have to do that? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I think that that's yeah, your that's, main. That's pretty accurate. Am I right? Am I missing something, Ash? There's a lot of. When you're mmming, are you buying time or actually contemplating it? Or are you just trying to keep it moving? I th- probably all, a little bit of everything, <laughs> depending on the situation. <laughs> We'd have to get you a good Max wig as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, another funny thing, though, at the party, though, was that even as you guys got drunker and drunker, you were still very each. This happened, I think, to each of you. I wanted to take a photo with Mike. Mm. And then you're like, we got to include Shane. We got to include Shane or else Shane won't. He'll, he won't be happy. If he's not included. And then I think I want to take a photo of you. Like, where's Mike? Where's Mike? Where's Mike? <laughs> even in your drunken state, you're like, oh, just, just being sensitive to that's each funny. other. I didn't know that. Is, is very good. Because I think you guys put the shoe on the other foot. I'm like, if that was me and I wasn't in the photo, I'd be fucking pissed Did off. we ever get a photo? We didn't get a three of us because I was oh. like we could, we could put something on the gram tonight for yeah. like Mike on or whatever that show uh, for the best hang yes you know what I mean and so we never got one of the, but I did I did in my camera roll I have one of me and you that's actually pretty good <laughs> but I was like I can't post that without Shane so oh, I don't know shit. if you two got a good one no mm. I, I had nothing in my camera roll yeah, mm, yeah. I'll check mine Oh, oh Ash, Ash has some. Ash. Of the yeah. three of us, that's so funny that the three none of the three of us remember actually getting well, no, the no, we got one with Santa Claus at the ACAST party. Oh, well, that one I remember. Oh, oh, yeah. Is, is that what we're talking about? Us with Santa? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. But anyway, successful. Successful night. It was night. a great night. And yeah. yeah, thank you so much to ACAST for hosting mm. us. Um, yeah, that was it was awesome. Yeah. They're really, really fun Shane, time. do you have anything to say to ACAST? <clears throat> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. But speaking of partying, mm-hmm. a big tradition, mm-hmm. a, uh, a subject of an Arkell song this mm, Saturday. Pub crawl. We got the pub crawl, baby. Yeah. Are you actually going to that? I'm coming. 12 pubs yeah. of Christmas. Yeah. Well, there's been a big debate within the, the chat group about, so Sean Dawson got a hotel room. Like he got, he, a, did? he got a suite. Oh, I didn't realize that this. like people from out of town can crash in. So ah. you want to stay in town or my brother. Uh, but then he's like, but it can be also our starting spot. So the debate within the, uh, ah. the champagne boys group was, do we start at like a big family dinner? Like we get whatever, 13 or 15 people. We set a reservation, we eat a big dinner. Mm. Then we do the 12 pubs of Christmas. 
this is what Sean was suggesting. And then that's when Dan Hamilton was like, no, let's just order food to the suite. That way we can mingle. You're not stuck with just like whoever you're sitting mm. at the table with. Uh, and he's like, and we can get dinner anytime. Well, sh- well, Dan wanted like to get like a shawarma and call it a day, which is kind of, you know, we, we can do better than that. Yeah. So I, well, there's my question is, do you, would you guys, do you guys like the idea of starting at the suite? Everybody like basically roaming yeah, a little bit of too. a party, more social or going to a formal dinner. We never yeah. have pre-drinks anymore. And, Often pre-drinking, like when you're in your early 20s and we used to go to Veer Mansion, which is where yeah. you and Greg and Dan Hamilton lived. That was like sometimes the funnest part of the night. Mm-hmm. It was better than the bar, yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's a lost art once you start getting <laughs> married and having children. It's No one has a house that uh-huh. everyone goes to. So yeah. it's kind of genius. Yeah. I'm into it. You know, also I think when uh, you're waiting for that first beer to show up and like the server is like going around the table, there's 20 people. You've been sitting at a table and it's like 35 minutes later, like the food is yeah. finally coming. You're sitting beside the guy who you like, you're close friends with at four beers, but you're not close friends with <laughs> to start <laughs> yeah. the night. You know, it's like, yeah, the conversation's uh, so stale, yeah. you know, especially if you're not sitting next to the person you want to. This way you can stand up you know, get a little looser. And then when you get to the next part, you're not as like desperate to be like, serve me, serve me, serve me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Dan did a good pitch. He did. For that. Sean Dawson wants the restaurant because I think he likes the idea of that. You know what? I don't even hate going to a restaurant after a few drinks. Let's make a reso for, you know, eight o'clock if we start at 630. Yeah. You know, go to a couple different bars. Isn't it weird to pause the crawl though? Because the crawl is like a drink, a bar. You keep it moving. Mm, I mean, we can have a couple drinks at the dinner though. I guess. Maybe if we had food prepared at the restaurant, it's like we want it on the table. So then it's like we walk in, we, we eat. That's in. still our one drink. That's an interesting thought. We do like, hey, we're showing up to dinner. We we need a bunch of like family style dishes. Well, this planning is really good to happen at the pre-drink too uh-huh. before you leave because then ideas are flowing, you know, and Dan like can get excited and he'll start booking things and Sean can we fight We might over. need more time though because there's like a lot of us, right? Maybe. How many people do you think are going to show up? Good question. I mean, 20, usually it's in the twenties, mid twenties. That, well, that's off, off, like what makes the credit card roulette hurt mm-hmm. is because yeah. it's like, now you're buying 20 drinks, you know, uh, if your card gets, I've pulled. had great luck with that credit card yeah. roulette. Really? I've had three years where I haven't had to pay anything. Wow. Yeah. It's a great run. Huh? Well, people know what credit card roulette is, right? Yeah. I mean, the way our pub crawl works is we go into a bar, say there's 20 of us, we order a round of 20. If this is the thing, the, depending on the bar, like if you go to a dive, you kind of want your card to get pulled because the beer is like four bucks of Budweiser or mm. something like that. If you go to like, if it happens to be a fancier like bar where like the beers are, it's only pints and it's like nine bucks a pint, you get hit. But the way we do it is all 20 guys put their credit cards into a toque and you start pulling them out and the last two they get pulled out, mm-hmm. you're, you're splitting the bill, but then you're out for two bars. Yeah, it's very fun as each credit card is being pulled out. Like, is it mine? Is it mine? Is it mine? And there's some people that like do not want their card pulled. So it's kind of fun to watch the tension if their card, if they're getting near the bottom. It's kind of like the Hunger Games in some Mm -hmm. ways, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's very, very entertaining. Do you feel any pain when your card gets pulled, Max? No, that's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Are are you really showing up though? Or are you doing that like, you know, Birchall will sometimes pretend to show up the whole night? No, no, I'm there the whole night. Okay. Yeah. Is Birchall really showing up? I can't speak for him. Mm -hmm. Probably not. He probably has like some other dinner. Corporate, he has to go to real party to show up to yeah, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got a little taste of the Toronto corporate life. On th- it's very intoxicating. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's metaphorically and literally intoxicating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Um, guys, let's talk about some other stuff because we're going to report back on the, on the pop crawl. Yeah. Um, have you guys watched white Lotus by the way? No. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Season two. 
Okay, I'm in season two right now. Have you watched all of it? Of course. Oh, nice. No spoilers, though, man. Okay, no, no spoilers. No, we're not talking spoilers. I've been avoiding them because people do love this show. I'm planning to watch it at some point. I just haven't had the have time. Have you seen season one? Nope. No? Nope. I watched... Here's, oh here's what fucking happened. Danica, <laughs> it, Danica wanted it to be a couple's show. So we watched the first two episodes and then she's like, you can't move forward without me, but I can like obviously knock out a show part of the commute i basically watched all of andor the star wars show on the commute so mm. i could but she basically held me up and then so much time passed that we both just let it fall by the wayside uh. season two comes around and i was like i know it's more like an anthology like i think the only connector is the jennifer coolidge character yeah. yes. so you don't need to see no. season one to have any you don't need context mm -hmm. for season two so i was about to do it uh and i haven't yet and then obviously it became like this zeitgeist like mm -hmm. everybody's talking about it so now i'm avoiding spoilers because apparently it is this great piece of entertainment yes mm -hmm. you vouch for it Hundred percent, love it. Yeah. Oops. Well, everybody's loving Audrey Plaza, who's in this, right? Oh, Aubrey I think Plaza. she's the weakest point in the show. Okay, Ooh. that's interesting. interesting. Again, I haven't seen it, but she's a big buzz person right now. Really? <laughs> Jeez. The only in the finale, I thought she had one good part, but for the rest of it, I was kind of like just grinning and bearing her. Wow. Okay. And I like Aubrey Plaza. Like, I think she's an amazing. Her, yeah. In putting the right role, I think she's amazing. Am, am I out of bounds here saying that she didn't work? Are you just annoyed by her character? You just don't think it she's, feels she's like it's not a good fit because she's not really? that she's a one trick pony, but she does have a, a certain her limitations are more limited than probably a lot of people like Owen Wilson is very limited in yeah. where he can go. But he's amazing at that thing, at, at that thing. And I feel like Aubrey Plaza is the same. So a movie just came on Netflix that I'd been seeing on Twitter a little bit, a little bit of buzz about called Emily, the criminal. I've, I started watching Who's a little in bit that? of that. Aubrey Plaza stars. Okay. In it. I think she might've produced it too. And, mm. and, and so it's like a very much a, a movie that she was into. And, uh, I watched the first like half hour. It's good so far. Like yeah. it opens with a very compelling scene and it just keeps going. And by the time my train got to Toronto, I was like, ah, oh, shit. I'm like, I really want to keep watching. This movie. So I'm looking forward. I can't vouch for it yet, but I'll say mm -hmm. that the first 25 minutes, it grabs you right away. She's playing a very like sort of non Aubrey Plaza character. She's mm. got like a New Jersey accent. Yeah. Oh, okay. And if she does that well, then I could like it. She's but. good in this so far. Have you seen the bear? I've, I've seen like 20 minutes of it. The one with oh. the Chris Abbott. I don't know who the that guy is. from girls. He was like in the season one of yes. girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that is probably one of the best acting performances I've seen. Oh, which one? Which actor are all of them? Aubrey Plaza, the bear. And it's like, I don't, I can't Hold ruin on, it. Are you talking about the bear, the TV show? No. See, it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, there's also a TV show called the bear. Yeah. That the, everyone yeah. Was talking yeah about. No, this is yeah. from like three or four okay. or five years ago, the bear. And it's one of those yeah. movies that's like, is it kind of fucks with what you're watching. Are you mm -hmm. watching the story that is being written or are you, is it in someone's head? Isn't that the, the conceit is a bit. I don't even want to say anything. Yeah. Cause I'm, I always think of people like you now, cause yeah. you're such a, I never know what's the right thing. Cause sometimes you're like, Oh, if there's a surprise now you fucked me. So yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't say anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> just reminded me of a thing I saw a movie I saw with my dad after son. Have you, ha I want to see that. I'm dying to see that. It looks it. like it would make me cry a lot though. After yeah, son. Yeah. There's actually, I can see some parallels with, with he, the main character oh, for some with reason. Me or just people just in general. Paul Mezcal. Don't know who that is. He's a, he's like a hot Irish actor. Oh yeah. And I, I can see you playing like a hot. <laughs> I said we're identical. Yeah. I like that. I can okay, see you I'm being like a up. tortured hot dad. Tortured hot dad. I like this. Okay. Yeah. Because I saw the trailer and it started because he has a daughter in it. Yeah. Where do I fall in? Just tortured dad. That's <laughs> 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 so a little bit insulting. Uh, can you do an Irish accent? Top of the morning. <laughs> That's exactly how he sounds. I could have just said yes, but I'd like to. Show but you. Um, I'm trying to see if I can. 
uh, I want to be able to talk. It's related to my because my dad doesn't like any spoilers. If you if you know, I probably told this. That's story an understatement. Pod. He can't even. He puts like soundproof headphones. Yeah, he puts headphones on and closes his eyes during the trailers and I doesn't want to know anything about it. But it's an already it's an already movie to the point where it's like if my dad and so we 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 saw the movie together. Oh, and, and he was so confused by it at the end. He's like, "What?" But if he had read like one line about what the movie is supposed to represent, he'd be like, "Oh, I totally get it." But because it's like just a little too yeah. already and obscure, he was so utterly confused by it. Do you think that a movie funny. is a failure? Do, do you think movie has to have outside context to work? Movie or a movie? Uh, like, movie. like meaning, okay. like meaning, like this movie that he's describing. Like you're saying, if my dad had just read something about it, mm-hmm. shouldn't the movie work without any context? Yeah, yeah. that's that would be his argument because he's right. like, it was just too confusing. But it's funny for, for a like guy. You shouldn't have to go to Wikipedia or read like an an Atlantic article to to make sense of a film. I don't think. Yeah, but, but there there is a you know a portion of. The, the the movie reviewer community that like like to live and breathe in that world and like to discover like new filmmaking techniques and new storytelling devices that mm-hmm. are like this is what makes it special is because like we haven't seen this kind of thing before right and I, I like challenging movies but sometimes you'll then like if you say you're a little bit lost and you read about it after you're like that's nah, a stretch yeah it's like comedy if it's weird in a bad way it's not funny but if it's weird in a good way it is mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to define this yeah. is subjective. Sometimes I like I like Synecdoche, mm-hmm. but then I hate a movie that's trying to emulate Synecdoche. What's Synecdoche again? It's the uh, Charlie Kaufman movie, the first one that he directed. He's the one who did uh, all the Spike Jones adaptation. Uh, and- okay. I did not like Synecdoche. One of the, a big debate yeah. raged because me, Shaney, my brother, and Peak came out to Toronto to see it. We were still living in Hamilton at the time. And the whole drive back was basically, I think Peak and I arguing that a movie needed to succeed on its own mm-hmm. as a movie. Oh, is that what started this whole thing? And yeah. you uh, and Greg were basically yeah. arguing for the movie and that well, it was brilliant. But, I think time will have proved you wrong on that. You were yes. just a mixed up kid at that time. This was like a long time ago. <laughs> now I think you actually would appreciate yes. it. Like, especially like it's just about life itself and how it's like a horror film. Yes. Just like the fact that life we all- is a horror film? The fact that we all know we're going to die and it's like this thing that's slowly happening oh, and wow. time just goes by. It, I think if you watched it now, you'd be like, holy shit. And the fact that Philip Seymour Hoffman is the star of the movie, the lead actor is actually dead now. Mm. And it's just, and uh, Nathan Fielder's show is actually the basis of, uh, Synecdoche was inspired Nathan Fielder to do his show. Wow. Uh, what's, what's that one? I didn't actually love the new the rehearsal. rehearsal. The rehearsal oh, I did rehearsal. not love. I loved the first episode of the rehearsal, but I didn't feel like it worked as an entire thing. Philip Seymour Hoffman essentially puts on like a stage version of his life. He's like uh. building this thing in a warehouse. Time has proven you guys yeah. right. Especially like, like it's like this sort of beloved, yeah. you know, thoughtful film, but. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. At, I don't think it's time. a movie for like people, maybe 20-year-olds now, but not yeah. 20-year-olds back when we saw it. Yeah. Mm. Well, you were on it. You and Greg were on it's it. It's like a play about a play about a play about it, and it just never <laughs> ends. So you could roll your eyes at something like that. Oh, I see. Guys, uh, speaking of performance art, I've been mm-hmm. asked to talk about this on the pod. Went to the 1975 on Monday. Oh, yeah. are you familiar with the 1975? I listened talk- to them on the way to work because yeah? I wanted to know what all the hype was about. What do you think? Did not love them. Interesting, Mike. <laughs> well, you, one, I like that you're like, do you guys, have you heard of them? You talk about them every podcast. I swear to God. <laughs> do I? Matt Healy has come up for five fucking episodes in a row, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, you clearly have a thing for Matt Healy in the I moment. I love him. Obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were, that show in particular was all over my social media. Uh-huh. I think that like, 
40% of the people that I follow on Instagram went to that show, yeah. which is cool. And their stage set looked awesome mm -hmm. and thoughtful. And we talked before about mm -hmm. touring acts that put money into their shows. Yeah. Like they don't, they could just show up and fucking rock, but they showed up with this uh -huh. very cool set. Look, that's the stairs worked. He could run up and down. Almost yeah, like, it a, was like a, a rooftop set that he was, or something. They've seen he on seems top like of? a guy you would hate though. No, I, I love him. Why, why do you think I'd hate him? I don't know. Like he seems gimmicky a little bit and well, he, contrived. No, he basically does everything that I want to do, but better. Like, I feel yeah. like, <laughs> like if I'm being honest, like any big, like rock star in mm -hmm. my mind, I'm thinking, well, I could do that. I, I, I'm better than that. The only thing that's the difference between me and Eddie Vedder. Eddie just like lucked out with the big song in the nineties and now he's Eddie Vedder. Well, like, I can do the thing, you yeah. know, but like, so I feel like most of the time when I see like a big front man do something, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like the stars align for them to have an international like smash hit single, but like, and, and, the, and is it the chocolate song guns hidden under our petticoats? That yeah, one? Chocolate. I, what are you that about? to me the, is their only notable song. No, they have a lot of big songs. I mean, that yeah, was like the song that what? broke them. I Name mean, another one. Um, somebody else. actually there's See? not a lot of like, they, their fans, though, know every single word and are screaming like every I, single So thing. on the way to work, I go, I want to know what the hype's about. Uh -huh. So I just say to Spotify, give me their number one song. Uh-huh. And it says the song is called the 1975 or uh -huh. whatever. Do you know, well, that each, one? each album starts with the song called the 1975. Oh, okay. So, so was, each album, the first track is called the 1975. So they got like four songs called yeah. the same thing. Yeah. But Interesting. It, it, it seemed like a joke song. It was like, I'm a bit of a loner. I got a bit of a boner. It, it, He's it, always talking about jerking off. Yeah, it way. talked about, it mentioned, he rhymed something with boner right <laughs> off the top. <laughs> and it does not seem like something you would like or, appre or, or appreciate as a lyricist. Well, that's not all he's talking about. He's okay. talking a lot about wanking. The boner but represents death <laughs> and the fact that it will eventually be flaccid. Like we all will. Um, so what is it that you love about that? I mean, you've said that it's like you look at most front people and you're like, yeah, I, I know that I could do that better. But with him, you're like, wow, he's doing something He's very special. Um, funny, number one, which yeah. I don't think a lot of front men are funny. Uh, like, and he's, they and, take themselves too seriously. Yeah, they take themselves But he's also very like earnest and can get like really in the moment in a song. So he kind of like has a few different modes. He also, though, is a bit of a performance artist in that like he comes on stage and he's, he's constantly smoking the entire set. Real cigarettes. Real cigarettes. Wow. He's just smoking mm -hmm. in between and he's drinking a bottle of wine and he's kind of getting progressively drunker and drunker through the thing. Probably an act. But that's the thing. It probably was an act, but it, even the way they came onto the stage is like each band member comes on one at a time through a door in the back and they're turning on lamps that are kind of set up all around the stage. Okay, interesting way to open a set. They play their new record top to bottom and then each band member leaves the set and turns off the lights. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, great. Like I've just haven't seen a band like enter and exit a stage like that. And then they come back in and they do like another hour and 15 minutes of just like their biggest songs. And at that point in the show, they are, he just is starting to talk a lot of shit. And his like, have you heard about his, any of his bits that he's done lately? He does like controversial stuff where he kind of pretends he doesn't understand like the political climate, right? Yeah, there's a bit of that. But uh, more recently, uh, I guess people, uh, someone, a girl said, make out with me. Yeah. And so he brought her onto the stage and made out with her during the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about we, this. We talked about this. Is that a plant or no? No, no. Mm -hmm. and then, it was a girl. And people were like... <laughs> 
What? <laughs> he said it was a girl. Not a plant. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> terrible. And then he made it with a guy the next night, and then he made it with a bass player the next night. You like that? You seem like you'd be like, oh, that's so contrived. Or no, like, no, just the way he, okay. he's doing it with like a really good sense of humor. The thing which I liked about it is that he's able to like say and do things that are like. Actually, I was talking. Sophia from Acast was at the show, and she was she called him an edge lord. He's like just <laughs> constantly on the edge of being cancellation, <laughs> yeah. canceled. Uh, which, which again, like I say, the one of the reasons why people, especially young people, don't like rock and roll music is that it's not edgy at all. Like mm -hmm. it's sort of boring compared to like the antics that you see in hip hop or the sexuality you see in pop music. There's nothing that is controversial about most like rock bands these days, mm -hmm. unless it's like Machine Gun Kelly. And that's why I just think that it's like your dad's music. So the fact that he can kind of go about saying kind of whatever he wants and people know that he's like, there, there's, there's a, a sense of fun in what he's doing. It's like, it's never malicious. He, he, um, he was talking about if he wanted to like, uh, some Jewish girl was like, make out with a Jewish girl. And he's like, do you want to hear a, a Jew joke? And, no, he, and wow. he proceeds to tell two Jew jokes. On stage he did <laughs> On stage. Wow. And then uh, he was like, another girl was like, make out with me. I think had a sign or like spit on me. Like his fans were like. He spit on someone? No. And, and then he's like, I haven't made out with an Asian girl yet. On, so maybe and he's like, contemplating this stuff. He's wow. like, He's like literally saying this. And then he's like. And someone else is like, me, me. Like the, these people are like, choose me. Everyone in the front, just like, please make out with me. Like they want to be part of the show. And he's like, oh, I've never made out with anybody in a hijab yet. Am, oh I my to do, God. am I allowed to do that? And people like, again, it's crazy for uh, me to flippantly be saying mm -hmm. these things. But like the spirit in the crowd, especially mm -hmm. with the people that it's like all inside yeah. It's all part of the performance. Well, it's, his, it's his audience, Your right? Your crowd it's, would not tolerate that, though. Like, no, you, you've been no. vaxxed five times. Like, <laughs> you're playing it pretty safe. I think I don't. I think your crowd would be mortified if you said that. Well, I don't think anybody's crowd would be into mm -hmm. it except for them. Can you think of yeah. one other band that like would do some? Yeah. Would do would make jokes? Would make Oasis. it with a fan? No. Who? Kid, oh wait, maybe. Kid Rock. It's oh, basically Rock. there's yeah, like yeah. there's any enlightened music that would right. find okay, any enlightened guitar music that would find itself on Pitchfork in the last twenty years wouldn't go anywhere no. near it's any of that sense of, of like theatrical stuff. And you see it by the way. If you go to like a hip hop show, there's all sorts of like crazy antics going on. If, yeah. you, if you go to even, even if you go to something down the middle, like a JLo show, she's like giving a lap dance to some like dude that she's pulling up from the, mm -hmm. from the thing. like stuff like that happens in every other genre because there's a sense of theater to it. And it just doesn't really happen uh, in rock, rock, like music. Arctic monkeys aren't doing that. No, stuff. of course not. No. no one's doing it. No, like it's, it's funny, you know, like describing him, there's like a bit of like, like rock and roll used to be like the whole idea of sex, drugs and rock and roll, whether it was like Led Zeppelin who are sort of these, like this, this whole sort of, there's this like sexual sort of mystique and all these girls on the road and stuff, which is different than performance that always felt more like they went up and they were gods and then they would get up to their antics backstage. Mm -hmm. But you know, like. And I, the nineteen seventy five started out as a punk band, mm -hmm. I think. So it's like, or maybe they're considered a punk band still. I don't yeah, know. Kind of pop, pop, yeah. But it's like even like that, like Sex Pistols shows and like spitting on crowds and interacting and sort of a sense of danger, which this seems more like a sense of fun, like it's yeah. a hybrid. But we have gotten away from it. But like, like Liam Gallagher used to be like this sort of like shit disturber in mm -hmm. a way that sounds There's very a lot much. of that. He's from Manchester too. So mm -hmm. when you describe him, I'm like, this feels a lot like Liam Gallagher fucking around in the nineties. This is, a, mm -hmm. there, I don't think there's been anyone like 
the, him since the Gallagher brothers. But yeah. Liam would spit on you when you don't want to be spit on. Yeah. He's asking for permission. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, well that's, the, that's the fans are asking to be spat yes, on. Yes, yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. So I think Liam was actually like a real bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think this guy's a, a bad boy. I think he's just like has a sense of humor and knows mm-hmm. that and trust that his audience has a bit of a sense well, of humor. Well, if his brand is chaos. Yeah then that's what it is. And, mm-hmm. and and that's what the crowd wants. Well, I did see a clip, I think from the show, where was the show by the way? Scotiabank. Really? It did not look like Scotiabank. Yeah. They, they made their set piece look like is like at, at a theater production. That was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, I think he did spit like wine at the crowd yeah. at one mm-hmm. point. Like he mm-hmm. sort of like took a swig and spit it out into the crowd, uh-huh. which I always like, I don't know if it's just like, cause, cause I'm getting old. No, I think I was like this when I was younger, but I'm like, if you're someone that went to the show and you're there in your front row with your best jacket and all of a sudden this red wine gets spit all over you, like, is that cool? And just it part of cool. the show? His fans love it. They're just like fucking dude. What if you're sober though and you're, you open your mouth? yeah but nobody your sponsor doesn't believe you nobody in your life is like wait what happened yeah also like there's t-shirts and stuff too that are like insulting him like his fans like bring shirts like matt healy is a rat like those interesting yeah so it's like just interesting give and take but but the cool thing about it is that the songs um are awesome and everybody is singing along to every single word and they're like really like heartfelt like beautiful and interesting songs too. Like there's a song called looking for somebody to love, which just sounds like a pop song. And the chorus is you're just looking for somebody to love. turns out it's about an incel shooter. So like the verse is like somebody's lying on the floor. Somebody should have stayed home. Somebody's picking up the body of somebody they're getting to know. So it's about an, a guy who goes up and shoots up, shoots mm-hmm. up the school. So I'm like, Oh, so there's like layers to the shit that he does. That's inter- a lot of good social commentary. He apparently did an interview with Tom power. Uh, it's not out yet. Yeah. I saw a picture and, um, Apparently he just showed up, no manager, no publicist, no nothing. He just showed up to the building himself and just did the interview, which I thought was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, that, that, that's my my review of the show. Give us a ten, give us a out of ten. <sighs> I mean, I'm gonna say nine point five out of ten. Wow. It was fucking awesome. I did I also I saw that uh did you go with our friend Sean Dawson? Yeah, Sean came. Hmm. It was how, awesome. How, so how'd that come about? How did he get out Mike, of Mike because Mike D came and Mike D was said Sean D Sean D wants to come. So I'm like, fucking right, that's great. That's nice. awesome. Hmm. Yeah, they're the uh, doghouse motor boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have gone. <laughs> I would have. Just out of curiosity. I'm not saying I would have been invited, but yeah. Then he's such a big fan. No, Sean's a big fan. Oh, okay. I didn't he know knows he the whole fan. record top to bottom. Really? Sean okay. still like Sean still is a big music fan. Like when mm. new albums come out from new bands, Sean will actually seek them out. Interesting. Yeah. Do, could you do you do that? Do do I listen to new Yeah, like music? do you like, no. oh, this I wanna like, you know, you listen to the nineteen seventy five because you, you saw it all over the place. Yeah. But like I think Sean probably was all over that record the minute it came out. Yeah, no, I'm not a music person yeah. at all in that no. sense. He also insists that the camera people on stage are like always focusing on his crotch. That's like funny. every angle was just like on his dick. There's also a whole scene where he's simulating masturbation. Wow. Yeah. Madonna did it. Madonna got arrested in Toronto for doing that. Damn. Have you ever seen the Truth or Dare documentary? Mm, shit, I know that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, times have changed. Hey, we should wrap up. Okay, well, I did have one topic oh, to briefly it. mention. It. It's kind of controversial though. Ooh, more well, controversial my opinion on it is oh. I like AI. <laughs> Not that uh, computer generated photo thing. But have you tried that's that's lame? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Chat GBT or whatever the fuck it's called? GPT. Is this the I don't thing know. you mentioned about like how you can like give the computer like ideas for a comedy sketch and then it's funny? You're not, it can do anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> it could write you, you a song. It could write you a hit song, Max. So like it literally can do anything. It can write code. You can ask it things. But I just said, could you write a sketch about uh, someone going to the washroom? 
Boom. 15 seconds later, sketch written. Stop then it. Then I'm like, could you uh, keep this, everything here, but just add more swearing? Boom. Same sketch, more swearing. Okay. Take out the mention of the binoculars. Takes out that. And all of a sudden you're just curating, curating, curating until it's perfect. Is that what season two of the desserts going to be? It probably will. It's changed <laughs> Don't my Don't let the life. writers know. <laughs> no, but I, I love it because I feel like that's the thing I'm best at is just like curating and whittling shit down. Mm. Shane's superpower is curation. And so now he has the perfect tool for his skill set. I think that's yeah. my superpower too. Well, oh. you know, sometimes you write an email and you're like, oh, fuck it. Are the commas in the right place or whatever? You just copy and paste that shit, throw it in and it corrects everything for you. Or we'll flip the words and say it right. Wow. It's amazing. Is this going to like screw up people's like development though? Like young people, like they're never going to learn to do anything. People said that about Google, the internet itself, Uh the printing press, the horses (laughs) going into like a car having a horsepower instead of it just being a horse. Yeah. You know? Cars People always horses. say that. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean. Technological yeah. advancement. There's always a level of consternation around these things. But this does truly feel like it's going to replace jobs and people are going to get fucked. Yeah. I mean, for comedy writers, I, I'd be worried if for you everything. guys. everything. Yeah. But especially comedy writers. It's like, just a better Google. Mm. That's all it is. I, I think AI is going to start writing perfect pop songs and mm. then it's going to come down to the vessel through which those come. It's going to, I just think like everything's going to be changing over the next decade in For sure. sort of ent- like what, what we consume as entertainment and how it's produced and created. Is there any part of this is depressing to you though? Like, cause I just I love it. To me, I, I find it fascinating and I, it oscillates between depressing and sort of like curious. Shane is jacked. My buddy, Ooh. Ryan Carter, who is on top of all this shit is like super excited. Well, hmm. it's going to just help us so much. It's basically just like having doubling the population. Well, how is that helping us? Well, could, well, now we have double the brain power to like cure cancer and shit. But it's doubling mm. the workforce for super cheap and actually replacing people. It'll create new jobs. What those are, like, who knows? People have been saying the computer is going to replace jobs. Yes, it and it has. And yeah. it created new jobs. It created far more jobs than it took away. I don't know about that. Like, well, like, well, like assembly lines. AI machine. I don't know either. Does it depress you, the thought of it all, Max? Yeah, it does a little bit. That's why I said it's a controversial topic. <laughs> I'm just amped on it. No, it I, I me. get it. Cause uh, there's parts of me that are lazier. Like, can we just like, figure out the thing and kind of get it going? But there is some beauty in the agony of the process, right? Like which, and, and taking that away entirely seems kind of sad to me. Right. Like that, like you couldn't do the thing where you and your six buddies are kind of hammering through a script and it's, and you're like kind of working through it and it's frustrating and you're like, oh, is this is mm. good. And then you come back to it the next day and you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Actually like that stuff. But there's too know. much agony. And then the buddy who's typing it out always takes the fucking credit. And I'm like, <laughs> I want the credit. <laughs> like I was doing a lot of those ideas. <laughs> Written by John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, Let's not forget. Uh, but I'm it, just kidding, John. that's what I, I do think it's ultimately every one of us is going to come back in a year from now and say they love it. When I That's just your prediction. Think when AI becomes so smart that they are overlords, I think you just want to be on record as saying you're on board with them. So they, so spare they don't you. murder me. Yeah. I do think though, it's going to get out of hand <laughs> and eventually, eventually get out of hand. And then AI somehow going to figure out how to do nuclear bombs oh, yeah. and like sure. start shooting them at us or threatening us or somehow. Can we read a, a sketch next week? Like a, a three. Okay. This is what I want to do next pod. Let's have AI yep. write us a comedy sketch and we'll, we'll, we'll reenact it. I challenged 
AI to redo. We have a sketch uh, that we call the kiss. It's mm-hmm. about two people sitting on a park bench, yada, yada. I wanted to see if I could just start with two people sitting on a bench and get AI to write it almost beat for beat. And it did. Stop it. Yeah. So let's get AI to write a sketch, hopefully for three parts mm-hmm. and the three of us will act it out. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that it did differently was instead of the people looking at a meme, it had them looking at a bird. But the mm. same thing. Their noses almost touch everything. And what's good is you, you just keep curating it and curating. It has a memory of everything done and you just keep changing, changing, changing. Wow. It's very cool. Damn. Wild times. <laughs> I, got Sorry, guys. I got a lot to think about. Yeah. Guys, I think that's it. That's all. That's our episode. If AI scares you, just take uh, comfort in Shane's words that the future is bright and there's more opportunity for everyone. I did say we're going to die eventually by AI via <laughs> nuclear bomb. <laughs> it's bright in that way. Well, then enjoy the uh, the weird photos uh, that they are creating in the meantime. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nathan Nash for putting it all together. Thank you to Manager Ash for everything that she does. Guys, it's been a good hang. Maybe the best. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.